What's up, everybody? Welcome to Lightning Bolts and Other Jackets, where we take our concerns and questions about Christianity and figure out how to kick them in the teeth. I'm Victor Sassano, your host. Here we go. Welcome back to Lightning Bolts and Leather Jackets, everybody. This episode is actually going to be like significantly different. I just wanted to talk about something that's been on my heart for a while, and um, we'll see how it goes. So if this is like one of your first times listening to this podcast, or, or you don't know me very well, uh, this is a good time to tell you that I love superheroes. They are one of my favorite things of all time. I love what they stand for. I love the idea of superpowers. I love the fight for justice against evil and all that other stuff. It's always been a dream of mine to be like a real-life superhero. And since I can't fly yet, something that I've always known is any chance that I get, I want to be an example for Christ as loud as I possibly can be. And for me, that answer was, like, the ability to do that would be uh, to have a platform to do that with, you know. And nothing really grabs anybody, nothing really grabs people's attention, you know, uh, like a superhero. But because I can't do that, I figured the next best thing would be to get into media. And maybe to write a story about superheroes. Uh, right, so I, I began writing a story about superheroes. And you've heard me talk about talk about it probably in one of my other episodes where I mentioned its name is it's called Voltage. Right now it's in the form of an unpublished book, but it's just such a saturated market. Not like podcasts aren't a <laughs> saturated market, I guess. But after thinking about it for a while and praying about it, talking with my with my wife about it, I think I found a different path for this story. I've and I tried um for the last several months to put it in this in this new form that I wanted it to be in. And I hit a block, and I just figured that I would let it rest and breathe for a while. Recently, just just last week, thought, you know, maybe it's time to bring it out and just bite the bullet and dive in. Just dive in and go for it. So here is what my plan is for this story. So the plan is to make Voltage into basically an audio drama. Now, probably not with multiple voice actors and... And maybe not to the level of audio drama that it could be if it was a uh, like a like a mass scale production. But my plan is to release the chapters of this story in episodic format on a separate podcast, and it'll be called Voltage. Uh, I'll probably have it called titled Voltage, uh, the audio drama, so it can be differentiated if any other podcasts out there are called Voltage. And it'll have voiceovers. It'll have sound effects. And it'll, ha- it'll have uh, some um, mood music, basically. And I'm super excited for what's going to happen with it. And I'm just, I'm just really pumped for the idea of getting my story out there. And if nobody listens to it, that's okay. I've said before to my wife and to other people, if nobody ever, ever reads this story or hears it, or is changed by it, that's okay. Because I really feel like the Holy Spirit has worked on me a lot as I've worked on this story. So maybe that was all I was supposed to do, was just use my God-given creativity to create this thing and and to let him use it to change only me. I mean, but also possibly it's meant to change somebody else out there. So I'm going to give you a breakdown of what this is going to look like 
and I'm uh, like I'm gonna give you a breakdown of what the podcasts are gonna look like because what's gonna happen to this podcast? I'm working on the other one, right? Don't worry. Lightning bolts and leather jackets is not going away anytime soon, uh, unless you know. I mean, anything's possible, but right now I don't see that happening. Um, I think we'll move it to both podcasts releasing um, twice a month instead of weekly. So that gives me more time for the podcast's uh, episodes to breathe and for the production value to probably go up a little higher because I'm spending more time on it instead of feeling like it's crunch time every time that I sit down to plot something out or record it. The podcast is not out yet. I'm planning on releasing it uh, probably next week. Let's go to what it's about. So let's talk about the time period. So the time period is pretty much the present day, um, but I'd say maybe it's three or four years in the future. Um, the world is still pretty cynical, pretty hopeless, uh, just maybe has a little bit more of weird ideas that are more mainstream now, um, like kind of the stuff that you see on, on like message boards or like those kind of off-kilter newspapers they're going to be more adopted i think by uh by the mainstream media and kind of put out there and more people are going to adopt those ideals and beliefs stone planet earth uh mainly in the in the georgia in the state of georgia in that area um because i love atlanta so <laughs> the white my wife and the city <laughs> and the characters are uh pretty well rounded uh there's they're very different from each other they all have their different motivations, and there's four of them. And there's romance, and there's action, and there's, like like I said, there's music, musical effects. There's tension, and mystery, and murder, and conspiracy theories. And it's going to be really fun to basically go on this ride with you, because I have three quarters of a plan, and that's it. <laughs> uh, but before we go... I wanted to give you a taste of what it'll sound like. So here is the intro to the first chapter of Voltage. The time is now. Hopelessness, suspicion, and anger all but control every facet of humanity. In the middle of this unpredictable present, four friends find themselves at the center of a conspiracy. Suddenly endowed with abilities they do not fully understand, the decision to be either opportunistic controller or hopeful champion emerges. The battle both within themselves and with each other begins now, here in Voltage. Chapter 1. Sunrise and Sorrows A scream of pain and determination ripped from the throat of Louis Salire, the electrical current he had forced into his body making its way across his shoulders, the smell of his own burning flesh turning his stomach. It was only supposed to take a few milliseconds, but the adrenaline had made time move so much more slowly than that. His brown eyes focused on Sarah Cloud, his fallen friend, and watched as his hand that pressed against her sternum finally finished bridging the galvanic charge to her heart. Her body convulsed, and a gasp escaped her lungs. Dave, Lewis turned to his adopted brother. Check it. David Nico nodded and put his fingers against Sarah's neck. Yeah, bro, she's got a pulse. 
I can't believe that worked. I didn't even know it was possible, sharing the electricity like that. Lewis smiled faintly. Yeah, well, <sighs> without a real defibrillator around in this place, there didn't seem to be another good option. The antidote wouldn't have gone through her system if she was, you know. Her bones and stuff feel fine, too. I'm surprised the concrete pillar didn't do any other damage. Must have been weaker than it looked. He glanced at his surroundings. We've got a new problem now, though. Yeah. Stan Poehler, the oldest of the four friends, threw away the bullet-punctured keycard. There's no way we're getting out of here from the inside, and still no cell service. Lewis sighed and looked back at Sarah, gently brushing the hair out of her face. A faint ping reached his ears, and he rose to his feet, peering through the door to the adjacent room. Stealing himself, he let his eyes fall on Martin and Sally Cloud, Sarah's parents. Their lifeless bodies produced a small, red flash every couple of seconds, sink to the slight beeping sound. Just before Lewis could utter a word, he heard a violent clanging. Lewis, David called. Someone's bashing the door in. Scooping Sarah in his arms, Lewis stood in front of Stan and David as the door fell from its hinges and faceless agents swarmed through. A medic took the young woman from Lewis while another checked the other three's vitals, but everything simply became white noise for the next several minutes as the group was hurried out of the factory. No sooner had they adjusted to the chaos did a tall, focused man in a suit approach them. Louis Salire, David Nico, Stan Poehler. The three friends nodded. Come with me. We're not going anywhere without Sarah, Lewis said, calm but firm. I should expect not, <laughs> the man chuckled. His white teeth clashed brightly against his ebony skin. She's coming as well. My medic said she'd wake soon, though most likely after we arrive. Hello? The voice called out. Please? The young man raps, the previously inhaled smoke hurting his throat all the more. I can't get out. But the clanging had stopped. The voices had shrank, and the footsteps had faded. How? How could this have happened? After he'd only done what he'd been told, taken the antidote like his father wanted, how could either of them have known that he would be alerted to one of the ingredients? And yet Gene Tomber decided to leave his son there, dying on the floor. Made sense. He was always nothing to his father. No achievement great enough, never really the right answer. The boy was lucky to be acknowledged with a whisper. As the red light of the room began to fade, the captive decided that maybe it really would be better for everyone when the approaching blackness finally swallowed him. Not like it truly mattered anyway. Um, how did you get here? The dark-haired 19-year-old looked up suddenly. This was not the factory. Where was he? And who was that? His eyes drifted towards the voice emanating from something he was never allowed to believe in. An angel. A sun-kissed, auburn-haired, green-eyed angel barely older than he was. Hey, I'm talking to you. How did you get here? The woman asked again. Who are you? Opening his mouth and tightening his stomach, the freed youth forced out his haggard response. Sky, he gasped again. My name is Sky. Until then, this is Victor Sassano encouraging you to be a bolt of fresh air.